Hello, everyone, and welcome to CView Quantum Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with producer and host, Claudia Pareco. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to release the biggest blocks holding you back from your deepest desires? If so, you're listening to the right show, The Secret Power of You, with special guest, Terry Christine. Throughout our highly viewed shows, you and all high vibrational listeners will journey to your subconscious mind, a very powerful and mysterious force, to identify what has been holding you back, release it, to confidently walk in the direction of your dreams, goals, and intentions. As an intuitive energy healer and psychic medium, Terry Christine is able to connect to the source of the block, tell you when this block was created, by whom, how old you were, and a description of the occurrence. Together, we will shift that energy out of your existence to allow room for the energy of what you desire in your life. Call for free at 805-830-8344 and wait in line or use Take My Call. And for $11, you can jump the long list of callers. Do so at www.paypal.me slash P-U-R-E-C-O slash 11. And then please PM or email Claudia Pareco with the phone number you'll call the show at cview1111 at gmail.com. Terry will assist in helping to point out what you cannot easily see for yourself, to heal and guide towards wholeness and well-being. As your intuitive energy healer, Terry Christine accelerates the awakening process by providing resources and tools to help you move even further along towards the life you want most. To contact Terry Christine directly, please visit www.terriech. R-I-S-T-I-N-E dot com. Tune in Mondays and Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time to See View and listen to all our shows. For more information, visit cview1111.net and look under Seasonal Shows. Are you ready to raise your vibration into a new blueprint of creation and feel a sense of knowing that your life is transformed into an easier way to live? Get ready! Set your intent to be chosen from the list of callers and join us in welcoming Terry Christine. Thank you, Danny, and welcome everybody to see you today, the secret power of you, and we have the episode. Breaking Your Subconscious Patterns with the tagline, Turkey See as Turkey Do. And yes, we're going to explain what we mean. So, is there a way to change subconscious patterns? And what are these subconscious patterns? So, interesting fact about the subconscious mind is that it records everything. Always alert and awake. It controls 95% of our life. It built on arbitration. It speaks to you in dreams. It has no verbal language. 
It takes everything literally. It can do trillions of things at once. It's not logical. It's a feeling mind. It's millions of times more powerful than the conscious mind. So imagine having a pattern that is in your subconscious mind, which is making you fail or not have or not do or not feel whatever it is that you are wanting. Is there any way Terry Christine can help us identify and clear those patterns or understand how it is that they have that fallen up? And let's bring our host of the day, Terry Christine, so she can guide us through these and she can explain us what she meant by turkey and turkey do. Hello, Terry Christine, how are you? <laughs> Oh my God, I'm doing really well. Thank you, Claudia. I always love to hear your voice. I love to hear your explanations and they're so spot on, so you're amazing. Uh, you know, before the show started, you were saying, oh, I didn't quite understand what turkey see is turkey do. And you looked it up and you said, monkey see is monkey do. And I'm like, yes, oh my God, you got it. Even <laughs> if you had to look it up, you got it. And so let's talk about that. Here we are little individual souls and we had a childhood and we had the four walls and everybody around us may have been a single mother dad and mom present or even if your grandparents raised you within those four walls they meaning your caregivers did repetitive things they got up they might have gone to the bathroom as first first thing as they got up they might have prayed they may have gone downstairs to feed the pet, you know, whatever their patterns, they created them. And here we are, the baby turkey watching. We would watch mommy turkey run around the house and if she got upset and what triggered her and we would watch it. The same thing with our dad. We would watch everything around. And then we would say as a child, because here we are, seeing it as a child for the first time. And if you have a repetitive pattern where dad would do something and mom would get triggered, she'd get upset, her voice would raise, then you would see that if dad came home late for dinner and mom got angry, then the child as you would see that, well, being late for dinner means that mom's going to be angry. Now, some of you may have said, well, that's common sense. Well, for us as an adult, because now we've lived it, we see it, we know it, we know responsibilities, we know value, meaning having to work and pay bills. We know and understand that. But as a child, we're seeing them for the first time. And that's where we're choosing what we like, what we don't like, what we want more of, all in those experiences. So if you're having repetitive patterns based on your environment and your neighbor or your girlfriend or, you know, from school or your, um, you know, even your sister, because she could be experiencing something different while she's in the same house because she's in a different room or walking in differently. So that's why not uh, two siblings can be completely different because they're experiencing their surroundings 
different as well. And so now all of those repetitive patterns as an adult now are part of your subconscious. Your subconscious is like a blueprint, like that memory stick on a computer. It's in there. And even though we're living consciously, like right now, you're listening to my voice, you're here present, you're at work or you're at home, that is the conscious space of what you're seeing around you and what your experiences are presently. But subconsciously, it's still in there. So you might get uh, finish the show, get in the car, drive somewhere, and then you get irritated because the traffic light is long. And you don't like to sit for long periods of time because you saw that mom had to sit around waiting for certain people or certain things. And that's why you don't put those pieces of the puzzle together. You're just looking, going, I'm irritated and sitting here when that pattern could be mom would get irritated sitting around. And that's what you end up knowing as part of your reality, but it becomes part of your subconscious. So right before we got on the show, Claudia, I was telling you uh, that I had two experiences with two clients that specifically talk about this uh, uh, subconscious patterns and how you can see where your patterns are, but then not know right this very moment that it's a subconscious pattern. Can I share that with, with everyone? Of course. And we'll help us clarify how they work. Exactly. Thank you. I just wanted to make sure we we're on the same page. So, and I'll, I'll go very quickly because this is where you're going to understand and resonate with what's happening. And again, it's my clients. So it's you as well. So my first client, she, she called me and said, I feel like I put myself in a box that when I graduated college, I graduated and learned all about digital marketing and um, art, digital art. And over time, very short period of time after graduating college, I decided to become a teacher. Father was a teacher. Mother was a teacher. Father turned into a superintendent uh, of the county uh, under the school board. So he's uh, very prominent and very well-respected. So over time, there's two differences here. Well-respected in his business life, however, not so well-respected in his personal life. So he was doing things that she, my client, his daughter, struggled with accepting behind the walls. And so as she developed and grew up, she struggled with being able to forgive the things that he did to what she said to the family. However, again, the, draw, the line is drawn between the personal life and the professional life. So out in the professional world, people honored him, respected him, uh, looked and leaned into his um, knowledge and his expertise. And here she is now as an adult, and she said, I feel like I've cornered myself. I decided to be a teacher. However, I'm not really happy. I drive an hour and a half to get to work one way. Uh, the kids, I love working with the kids. I love seeing them develop. I'm an art teacher, so I'm still doing what I was trained to do from college 
but I feel unfulfilled. So the more I dug into her subconscious, the more I started to realize, again, now let's talk about this. She's being held. She says she loves what she does, but she doesn't understand why she is unfulfilled. So when she started telling me what she created, meaning having to drive long distance, having to feel like the curriculum controls her. So she was torn between one side and the other, meaning the happiness of seeing the children develop, but feeling controlled and manipulated by the the administration and the curriculum. Then I went bingo, frustrated and tormented by the professional, well, excuse me, the personal life with dad, because I had already picked up dad blocks before she started talking. And then on the other side, seeing the dad accomplished, looking up to him, and seeing that people praised him with what he accomplished in his professional life. So when I really started talking to her, I said, you know what? It's your name, It's what you think your name represents. But when we broke it down, I said, he unintentionally created an easy path for you. Meaning if you, if she was, she is a teacher. And so she wasn't using what her dad opened up doors for because on the other side, she was embarrassed and resentful for the things that he did with the family, so she was ashamed of the name. However, she even shared that it opened up doors so that when she sent her resume, everyone was saying, are you the daughter of? And she would say yes. So I said, let's shift your mind and welcome to receive what your dad did unintentionally for you so that you can see it is easy. Now, she's not just living off the name in that respect, so don't get, don't get me wrong here. She built her career. She is successful. The children love her. Now, who wouldn't love the art teacher? <laughs> but they love her. And so once she was able to see it differently, she realized that she put a lot of effort into separating herself from the name versus receiving the name. Do you understand what I'm saying? So her program's pattern is to be ashamed of the name when the community was welcoming and receiving the name, which is her her family name, with open arms. So it was actually her limiting beliefs and blocks, the monkey see, monkey do, tricky see, tricky do, that was keeping her from saying, wow, I could send my resume out to schools within a 10-mile radius. I could open up doors without waiting for it to be shown on a, um, on a uh, job board. I could find that people would receive me easily because of the status the, of the path my dad created for us the family name. So you see how she struggled to be able to see what was going on that was holding her back, that was causing the chaos. 
And once she was like, oh, my God, you're absolutely right. I do see it. I do feel like I now can embrace what was holding me back, thinking the negative, focusing on what the family experienced, what she saw, and the anger she had within that to let go and to receive all of the kudos and the welcome arms and knowing that she had a dad on the professional side that created a path of, um, of, uh, you know, uh, honoring uh, education and teaching children and, you know, cause her mom was a teacher, dad's a teacher, ended up being a superintendent, mother ended up being a principal. And now she is uh, a teacher as well. So, do you see how that totally was a shift in what she was able to receive and do and the patterns within the household? You get that, Claudia? Yeah, no, it's clear. Thank you. You're welcome. And I want to talk about one more story that just happened, too. It's literally two days apart. The other one, my client was saying, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And what she kept saying she couldn't do was she would set her alarm to go for, and she's retired, so she'd set an alarm to go for a two-hour walk, and she would say, all right, I want to spend more time um, going to the gym, strengthening my body, eating more healthy. But then when she would set the alarm, she wouldn't go for the walk. When she would program her mind saying, okay, I'm going to eat more healthy, she would find herself eating things that she didn't want to eat. And she kept saying to me, Terry, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Well, first off, I can. Everyone can. And once we reveal what is holding you in that paralyzed state, then you go, oh, my God. So here was her breakthrough. She's so amazing. She's come to me for private sessions. About, uh, I've seen her three times. And she said, and I told her, look, you can do this and you know what's going on. You just are not meditating. Create a, um, a regular process of meditating, even if it's 15 or 20 minutes. The first time she meditated, she sent me an email. She goes, oh, my God, I heard it. So what opened up for her was when she was young, in her early 20s, she was working out regularly and had a very fit and athletic body. Within that space, she got quite a bit of attention from both sexes. She said that she welcomed the masculine energy as noticing her athletic build. But when she received feminine uh, notice, she said it made her very uncomfortable and made her feel like she didn't want it. So she was torn between feeling like she wanted to uh, create a healthy body the way she wanted it to look because of the attention she was getting and some attention that was unwanted that she felt, okay? And so when she meditated, she realized that Bingo, it was right on it. That she was being triggered that if she created a more uh, 
healthy looking or fit in her term, in her eyes, right? This is about her, what she said, that it was triggering her and making her not want to do it because she felt that she would get unwanted attention from the same sex. And she really felt it was very uncomfortable for her. So consciously, she wasn't attaching that. She just couldn't understand why she wasn't committing to her own promises. But once she realized, when she meditated and heard that, she said she heard words like sexy, unwanted, she put it all together, and then she went back to realizing that when she was younger, it was causing her to feel very uncomfortable in her own body. So in this case, my friends, if you're having the struggle of, of not being able to get past the I can't, it's a co- complete um, showing you that there's something within your subconscious that's going, no, no. But that subconscious is because of what was happening in your upbringing, your childhood. So it's time for you to either start meditating and allow yourself to receive the answers or sit down and say, okay, in this case where that client was saying, I want to, to be more healthy for me, and this is what it looks like for me. And if you're struggling for, in this case, she was to get to the place that what healthy looked like, then she reflected back and realized the torment she was felt that she was receiving. Again, we have to focus it on her. That she felt she was receiving and why that is feeling like it is today. So it's easy for her because she does meditate regularly, but in that case, she didn't meditate specifically on that. She was just kept saying, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And you know easily, if a person is holding up a stop sign, that I can't is a energetic stop sign. So there were two very powerful aha moments for both of them, and I hope that helps some of the people that are listening. So what about you, Claudia? Where do you feel like you can't delete, delete, delete? I don't well you know that's the thing because they are hidden somehow for you with it's difficult for your mind to clearly see see where it doesn't. But I think that that in many instances that I do a lot of I can't, even though I don't say the words I can't, but I I set up a goal or something that I wanna do and then I don't do it. And then I feel frustrated with me for not doing whatever it is that I wanted. And usually you have your excuses, right? Oh, the weather, oh, the, I don't know, whatever other commitment you had, but there's always something that is preventing you in within you to have that. And, and I know that when you see it, in, and allow yourself those that time to feel them up and to, to come to bring them up into your conscious mind that you're able to deal with them better. 
That's right. And then, so you were saying that you um, set yourself some personal goals to do things and then you don't do it. And then you say, you don't know why you do it. Don't do it. Excuse me. And so for you, it's just a matter of, of saying, okay, was these, were these some things that my mom did where she said to herself, you know, I want to do it and then not do it or get overwhelmed with feeling like she can't do it or she could say, I don't have enough time or, you know, there's too much going on or I'm, I'm very stressed out. So, and then she finds herself spending more time in the kitchen versus doing the things that she says she wants to do. Or then you just reflect back on the dad. It really is just stopping long enough to think back on your childhood and going, wow, they did do that. They, I did see that mom would say something to dad and make dad feel less than who he is. So he didn't do it. And that, oh, I felt that, Claudia. And so that could be, you know, again, I say could because we have other people listening. But, you know, we're, I'm, what I'm doing is helping people understand that, yes, you know, I dig deep. I get to your A to Z much quicker than you sitting down trying to figure it out. So that's why people hire an intuitive person such as myself. However, what I'm also doing is trying to empower everyone to see that if you really do want to make changes and you sit and reflect upon what the patterns were between your caregivers and then you'll be able to see why you have some of the struggles that you do. I've experienced with my own, um, my own father. He was a rolling stone. <laughs> There's no hidden secret about that. And so he created a pattern that love is pain and pain is love for me, that he would come and go, that we struggled with the finances because he would disappear for months on end. But he was a long-haul truck driver as well. So he used that as his means of being able to cover up his double life of having uh, another family, and that's okay. I can share it, but that, and it's true. And he had another family and another, um, and then he would finish with that family and create another family. But you know, I've spent years going over in my own subconscious, conscious mind of saying, okay, I'm not accepting that anymore because there were a lot of patterns that I personally accepted unacceptable behavior in relationships, thinking that this is love, that you're going to feel this pain and and the pain that you feel because if you don't feel it, you're not love. And so I did struggle with that myself when I realized, no, I don't have to go through this anymore. I value myself and, and that I can say, I'm sorry, my friend, but I'm not going to allow this and tolerate it anymore. I love myself so much that I'd rather leave then continue to put up with unacceptable behavior. And I got to the point of putting the, the law down for myself and loving myself more. And so when I choose to allow someone into my environment, if I start seeing unacceptable behavior, number one, I'll say, you know, that's not really working for me. So instead of getting angry first, I'll just say, you know, if this is what you're choosing, it's not fulfilling my soul. So we either have to talk about this or things may not turn out the way we both want and communicating it out because 
if we allow unacceptable behavior to happen, then it will continue to happen in your experiences. There it is. I dropped the mic. <laughs> <laughs> you are right. So what if we go to New Mexico and we bring Anne to the show? Hi, Anne. Hi. How can I help you, love? Um, yeah, I'm not sure what kind of, what's a good way to frame the question or what kind of questions are you taking? So we wanted to talk about, the topic is about patterns, subconscious patterns, mm-hmm. and, and then where you are stuck or struggling. So that's technically what we're, we're talking about. Um, yeah, so I guess I am, have had a year of a lot of changes. And um, my dad passed away, and I was, and my mom passed away 20 years before that. So in a sense, I was doing a lot to take care of my dad for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And so now it's just adapting to a lot of things at once. And I see that some things are easier. And um, I guess I have a unconscious belief I'd like to clear out about starting in a new area of of work and not being stuck with what I've done um, kind of before COVID. I don't want to do that same line. Mm-hmm. So what I'm picking up, I, I did pick up a strong dad block before you even said that you were the caregiver for him for the last 20 years. Uh, oh. And I heard, I heard unfinished business and I heard resentment. And what can happen, uh, and I've seen this quite often with people who accept the role of caregiver for a significant amount of time, is that becomes their identity. Ooh, I just hit on that because I heard, I felt a ripple in my stomach. And so when it becomes their Mm -hmm. identity, yeah, and, and there's some emotion there. And when the the final transition happens, the caregiver ends up starting to question where they are and who they are because they are their their identity is sort of floating now. And floating then is the, Yeah, yeah. And so there is where we start questioning, am I good enough? What have I done? I've you know, or I've separated myself from, you know, the you know, society when you haven't, you haven't at all. And Mm -hmm. if you had a particular career you were moving with, and then that career changed to become that caregiver, your career really didn't change. You just sort of shifted, right? And so now you have to decide, well, if I've been out of that career prior to becoming the caregiver, what in the state of what I was doing for the past 20 years fed my soul? So was it feeling accomplished? Was it feeling that people were coming to you for the answer? You know, and those you can just ask yourself multiple times, right, to feel it inside you. So an example, when I was in corporate, I got such a thrill. It was a feeling that when someone came to me to ask me for 
the answer to something. And I would answer it and they'd say, oh, my God, that's great. Thank you. I felt so satisfied. I'm like, ooh, I'm the one who gave the answer. But I just went, you're welcome and let it go. But I, that's, what, that's what drove me of being the one who would be the answer. And so that's why I love what I do so much because I go into that subconscious. I reveal the truth and I'm giving you the answer. That's why I'm on the direct path. So for you, what is it that is like, even if it's just uh, holding the door open or being the one to talk your friends off the ledge or, or um, creating a meal or something that gives your heart satisfaction, and that's where you can create your career off of. Because any other thing, if you decide that uh, I work well with children, children gravitate toward me, they look up to me, they're so fun and exciting, but then you end up working in retail that sells hammers and you're not satisfied, that's the, and because it pays the bills, well, anything that satisfies your soul will pay the bills and more. It's only what you're creating in your head that's saying, I can't make money off of that. Yes, you can. Delete, delete, delete. Yes, you can. So there's where it's your opportunity to say, okay, what was so satisfying for me, even the little things? Was it grocery shopping? Was it creating an, you know, an organized, uh, flowing experience for your family member? And that's where you're going to find your, your, what your soul is calling for. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. I, I never stopped working, but I always kept jobs that were very flexible, that I could leave and travel quickly. And um, so, you know, you know that term, underemployed. Mm-hmm. So I definitely made choices to be in the places that were close to him in cities close to him physically or so I guess I made little decisions to to keep the most flexibility um, but I never stopped working up to when he died but um, but yeah definitely I could see that focusing on but yeah I, I, I it is hard to believe of um, you know so how do you delete, delete, delete that, yes, I can make money? That seems easier said. Mm-hmm. Than, I love that. Make sure. Yeah, and, you know, when people say that, that's a limiting belief in itself already, isn't it? <laughs> because it truly, I, you know, I was on no, your side. Of the- I've, already tried. I've already tried that for a year or two years, so I need to do something different, more than that. Right, but you so so give me I'll I'll give you an example. So let's say you were not the caregiver for your family member. Let's say let's just put that aside on the shelf. And let's say that you continued to have a nine to five job. And let's say that you you stayed at one job for five years and it was just enough to say you want to get another job that's more fulfilling because you're growing up in the career ladder. And you quit that one job and you go to another. And you stay there for five years and you quit that job and go to another. So you're placing yourself in the hole of saying, 
I spent the last 20 years being the caregiver for my dad and I was making decisions over here to work, you know, more flexible work, you know, so I could, you know, move as quickly as I can, but it was all part-time. And then it, it showed in the sense where I had to tighten the reins with how I spent my money because I had to make sure that I was available. Right. Right. So it's true. Yeah. My, you you deal on my money. And, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's, so your quote unquote job has simply just stopped. Like just as if you chose to say, I'm quitting this job because I'm growing up the ladder of my career. So even though you're looking at it is now he left, it ended, and now I have unfulfilled, you know, unfulfilled floatness, right? I, because I, my identity is now different. You're choosing to say that your identity is different. All you can do is flip it to say the job that I had, I have now moved away from it. And now I'm choosing to go into this next job, this next phase um, of my life. This, okay, that right. I'm sure that you're grateful for everything you were able to share with him. And I'm sure he is oh, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and now, I, I and now it's just you. Okay. So now it's your, so choose here that I am, you are valuable. Everyone is valuable. We have equal value. Mm-hmm. Just like a dollar bill and a hundred dollar bill, it really does have equal value. It's how we're perceiving the difference between the two. So you still have your same value, my love. You Mm -hmm. really do, but you have to choose that. Yes. I just felt my arms tingle, and that's creativity. So you just got that. Yeah. Yeah. Did I answer your question? Yes, thank you. Okay, you're welcome. So now we're going to Florida and we're bringing Kate to the show. Hello. Hi, Kate. Hi. How can I help you, love? (laughs) Thank you so much. This um, feels like a meaningful intersection, so thank you for what you're offering. It occurred, I have known for, yes, for decades that our um, subconscious is always taking in information and not always in a way that is to our best and highest good. So while listening to you, I remember distinctly, and I've remembered it several times over the years, a scenario where my parents were at the kitchen table and they were divvying up their monthly income and in cash, this was 50 plus years ago, almost 60 years ago, and um, there was just enough. And just the, the tension and um, the seriousness of it's just enough. So fast forward um, six decades later, 
I have experienced being um, in the financial position of being a certified millionaire. I created scenarios where that certification was lost and investments where there was personal involvement. So I basically gave it away. And it was at the time that I had become a single mother and gave away my two previous careers to devote myself to full-time parenting and am now in a circumstance where my partner is a certified millionaire, that those resources are not legally in my name. So I find it very curious in terms of my subconscious and what I have created. Yeah, well, I that's very interesting the way you describe that. So even though uh, at the time that uh, happened to you where, you know, it didn't go the way you wanted to keep continuing to build your uh, portfolio, it's triggers. We don't have to say, oh, yeah, I remember where dad and mom shared the money and it's not enough. We think, you know, here we are graduating high school, graduating college, whatever else, um, education-wise, and we're not going to let that happen, and we're going to work really hard, and then, boom, why that just happen? Why is that happening? Because, again, it's the subconscious. It's the feeling. It's what we're going to naturally gravitate toward because it's in conscious. So now that you're reflecting back on it, I don't believe that you're questioning it. I believe that you understand it. And so you could be at this place. Are you saying that you're concerned again that it'll happen again, or you're just sharing the story? Because I think that was a pretty amazing story to share. Um, I'm interested in what the previous callers have asked regarding knowing all of this intellectually um, doesn't, accelerate putting new programs and new information into the subconscious. So my question is, when one has this awareness, when one meditates through, what is then the process to, as the previous caller, I think Ann said, delete, 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 (laughs) and place new, um, higher and better information into the subconscious? Mm-hmm. So it's knowing that you have limiting beliefs in there, knowing that. So most people come to me when they start, when they're already in full-blown struggle, right? So if right. life is right. really great, we still have limiting beliefs in there. They just haven't been triggered. So if for the particular um, woman right before um, you, that she was saying, you know, I feel like I'm floating. I don't know, you know, where my next direction is. It's because of what, what I opened up that I see quite often where the identity, right? And then she got it because I felt my, my hands tingling. 
So mm-hmm. then that's when we don't want to wait until we're triggered. However, it's just like living life, going into a relationship, and do you, you know, wait until something happens? No, we don't want to do that. But we also don't want to sit back and think something is going to happen because that's not the case. We'll continue to work on ourselves. Are we being fully grateful at all times every day? Are we seeing things as positive versus negative? Are we receiving everyone and just accepting them as they are and not putting our own judgment on them? So I'm saying this because this here, what I just said is, are you doing those things that I mentioned and many more that will continue to allow you to shed the limiting beliefs without even having to focus or being triggered first? Do you understand what I just said? I do, and all of those things check for me. So there is a peace and an acceptance, and I understand that it's not a matter of shedding everything. There is something that is coming up for me, particularly right now, in terms of um, people around me, and it's ringing true, that... A sudden change in identity is completely jarring and has to have um, a time, some moments for adaptation, that it's not something that we just, the, the term that's coming in for me is walk into. Mm-hmm. So when you're having, you have a couple of things um, that are going on. I'm picking up a strong female God block. So let me just put that on hold really quick because also the not enough, when a person is dealing with not enough, change is an issue as well. In the case where if your parents were showing you that they had to put their money together physically on the table and show you that this is what we have and this is what we have to deal with, and then change, washer breaks down, needs a new tire from a flat tire, car needs this or house needs that, that is, quote, unquote, change. We don't have enough. What are we going to do? So that's just one segment of what's happening in that identity issue. But I'm also picking up, like I said, female God block. So let me explain. When I'm picking up a female, like I'm not labeling it mom, it sounds like it's grandma, mom's sister. I'm getting closer because I can feel the energy. Mom's sister or someone that acted like a mom's sister if it wasn't her biological sister and uh, created some change or, or making you feel less of who you are. That's where your identity is. And, oh, I know I'm on it. I can feel it. And then the, the God block. Let me explain to, to how a child, uh, how we create God blocks. So let's say that it happens to be someone that presented themselves like a mom's sister. Could be a very close girlfriend or someone. So let's say mom's sister, okay? And she comes in and she says, oh, my gosh, she comes into the house and it's, to, for you as a child, it's sudden. But now, when we separate that, mom already knew her sister was coming to the house. She had already planned it, but didn't share it with you. 
So when the sister walks in, oh, there's our, you know, mom's sister. She's here. And you're like, oh, there, wow, yay, right? So that is sudden uh-huh. in a child's eye. Then the sister says to you, you know, why are you playing with those toys, babes? Those are boy toys. Or why are you, and that was just a scenario, or why are you um, not over here playing with all these girls? Why are you in the corner just playing with your, with your dial, doll, right? So now your identity mm-hmm. is I want to be alone, but now this mom's sister is telling me I, I'm not right. I need to play with all these other kids or vice versa with those toys. That's identity. So, and that was sudden. And what happens is as soon as that happens, suddenly and by this female energy, a child will go, why? Why do I have to play with these other toys? Why do I have to play with these other children? I was perfectly fine. As soon as the child starts questioning why, or even questioning for that matter, that's a disconnect from source God energy. And that's where a God block is created. Get me? Spot on. That is complete, and that was ongoing. It was constantly why, why, why. That's not right. Do this. There is that's and there is perfect. The perfect example, and that's why you have something coming up with your identity. So what I would do is spend a little time clearing your mind and forgive. Forgive what you felt was put, ooh, there's some anger there, and I just felt my whole face and stomach shake. Forgive what you felt was put upon you. And there's some, there you got some anger there. And, and just say, you know what, that was never mine in the first place. I, I see it. Mm-hmm. I respect you for you. Now I'm accepting them. You're not having to cut it off or just, you know, oh, I've got to get rid of that. No, I'm now accepting you for who you are. But that wasn't me. And now I can cut that tie and that cord of feeling like you were putting all that crap on me when that wasn't even me and letting it go. Ease, grace, comfort. I mean, it's, let's, let's take a quick second and clear that right now, okay? That'll be for everyone listening and anyone on the recording who's going to listen afterwards. So let's take a deep breath in through our noses, out through the mouth. Yes, yes, yes. That was a big one. All right. Everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from feeling on solid terra firma, that you are who you are, and they simply are who they are. No longer feeling attached to those stories, no longer feeling attached to what was put upon you, no longer feeling that you had to be that, to live that, to say that you are equal and good enough for that. There's a good enough again. Delete, 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 delete across all time, dimension, space, and reality. Everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from feeling right here, right now, that all is safe, right, and good. Everything is safe, right, and good. This moment forward, no longer having to shake things out, move things out, live in fear without, delete, 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 delete. There it is, across all time, dimension, space, and reality, everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from knowing you are supported, loved and supported, every way, shape, and form supported, supported from your hips down, supported, supported in your solar plexus, your sacral, and your root supported, 
feeling grounded and supported in the energies of mind, body, and spirit supported. Uncreate, transmute, and vaporize across all time, dimension, space, and reality. Everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from knowing right here, right now, you can cut the cords and release all that S-H-I-T right here, right now, that you no longer have to hold on to any of that S-H-I-T right here, right now. Flowing through your body with ease and grace, ease and grace, ease and grace, right here, right now. Uncreate, transmute, and vaporize across all time, dimension, space, and reality. There you go. Take a deep breath in, everyone. And out through your mouth. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right here, right now. With ease and grace. How are you feeling, my love? Just light as a feather and grounded all the same. Awesome. I love you and I appreciate you for sharing your stories. Thank you so much. It was wonderful to share and to have the freedom to enjoy this time and space with you. I love you too. Thank you. Wow, that was beautiful. Thank you, Terry. You know, it's amazing. Again, every one of your shows, every one of the moments with you, how perfect they become, right? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, and But it takes uh, the beautiful souls to be vulnerable and feel safe. So, And that I'm fully grateful for. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing, everybody. So, um, Terry Christine, when we have callers come to your show, they always want to have more one-on-one time with you. So how can they reach you? Oh, thank you, sweetheart. So there's many different ways. So first, the website, which is my name, terrychristine.com. And you'll find uh, avenues to be able to work with me for a 30-minute session or an hour session. As you all have just experienced, there is no time and space with energy and that I can pick up your energy no matter where you are in the world. Even in Iran, I just work with someone in that country. uh, And then I just connect and reveal and then subconscious. You can also find me, I am a TV celebrity, I am on Love and Marriage DC, so you can find me on season one. Um, We just started filming season two, and I'm also, I have very many, quite a few videos on YouTube. Uh, I do quite a fun things on Instagram, on Facebook, and it's all under my name, terrychristine.com. So please uh, go to the OWN Network. That's the Oprah Win- Winfrey Network, Love and Marriage DC, because there is a Huntsville. So Love and Marriage DC. So you can see more of my stuff that I work with the couples there. And uh, reach out to me. Send me an email. Uh, it's terry at terrychristine.com. And I'm more than happy to do some uh, you know, one-on-ones. Or if you're in the metro DC area, I have a private studio in Potomac, Maryland. And um, I also have PowerStream, which is an online group energy clearing that's the first of every month. So you'll come together for an hour at 9 p.m. Eastern where we have a particular topic. And November was Turkey Sea is Turkey Do, mm-hmm. breaking your subconscious patterns. And uh, 
there was a beautiful group of individuals that we focused on clearing all of that and more. So, and for December, it's um, Frosty the Romance. So anything that you are struggling with, with romance, and it's not just intimate relationships, it's relationships with you, with Source God Energy, with your coworkers, and all of that and more. So I'm so honored, Claudia. I love you so much. And it's truly been another amazing year for 2022 as we move together into 23. I look forward to coming back next year as well. Thank you. And, and I, I am too. Always grateful to have you here. So everybody, enjoy your weekend. Have beautiful holidays. And remember, every Friday at noon, see you is back with you. Thank you. Thank you. Ta-ta for now. Bye-bye.